welcome to the Riot Squadcast, episode 14. My name is Ed Rodriguez. I'm joined by my Vanna White, Chris Tucker. How's it going, buddy? <laughs> I'm very well, man. I'm very well. How are you doing? <laughs> Good, man. What you been up to, dude? Oh, freezing temperatures in Oregon. Uh, that's about it. Oh, man. It's been so cold here. It's been like 65. <laughs> I haven't seen 65 degrees in probably about a month or so, at least. That sounds awful. Yeah, it's it's nice and cold here. <laughs> so nothing's been, nothing new with you, man? Um, not really. I mean, there's no riots this week for the first time in a while in Oregon, okay. which is great. Um, not a ton of flooding, so which the, is also good. All the yeah. dreadlocked white people are going back to what they do. Being dreadlocked white people. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> no, it's been it's been nice, man. Life's life's good. Uh, the little kid turned uh, ten years old today. Oh, His happy birthday, Sonia! Yeah, we went to her class and brought her cupcakes and and I brought her some ro- some flowers. Oh, how cute, nice. dude! How cute! Yeah, it was nice to do that. But then I'm sitting in a class surrounded by like 20 elementary school kids, and I just want to start yelling at them because <laughs> they're they're really obnoxious. But I, there was you know there's nothing I can do. <laughs> you just sat in the back like, why are we still here? Well, I asked the teacher. I go, I said, do, I mean, do they ever just like drive you crazy? And she goes, yeah. And I was like, no, but like like really crazy, where you just have to go on like. A hall closet and start screaming and she goes no and i was like oh <laughs> oh <laughs> never um, mind <laughs> uh, uh okay yeah me neither yeah, yeah no i was i was i was making sure you didn't have that i don't have a cry closet yeah <laughs> yeah so it's other than that like life's pretty much the same christmas is coming looks like i'm gonna be visiting california uh for christmas uh up at my dad's so that'll oh, be nice dope, dude. yeah casa de tucker casa de tucker man all right well uh getting into it uh you know, it seems uh, pretty evident lately uh, that Mr. Kurt Alnolfo, uh is going to be the new head coach. What do you think about that, man? Um, I, I mean, I still like Kurt. I'm not sure I like him as a co- as a head coach. Mm-hmm. Um, if he gets the job, good on him. And obviously, you know, you hope he does well. But uh, I went through some of his records today, and and they weren't making me feel too confident in the job he can do. 41, 20, and 25 for Galaxy 2. That's great. Good record. Um, made it to the final. I think it's 2015, um, but didn't get much further than that. Um, I guess much further than that would be winning it. But yeah. But then I looked at his, his head coach record for MLS when he was coaching for United and for Kansas. 30, 41, and 25. Um, pretty. That's uh, considerably uh, worse record than... Yeah, than his Galaxy Two record, <laughs> but it's—I mean—fired from both jobs. It's—it's, it's, you know, it's—it's it's a coach. It's a coach, and it—it it bring. I guess it would be like. I mean, for me, the positive is stability of having someone who's been in the organization for a while. Yeah, someone who knows the the system and knows the players. He knows the players. He knows the you know. Say he keeps some doctors on or keeps some coaches on. He knows the people around the building. He knows the executives. You know, he knows the people. Yeah, um, so he's familiar with management. Yeah, and and he would know the players. You know, you and I have spoken about this uh, for the past few weeks. He knows the players on Galaxy Two. If you're pro Galaxy Two players being promoted to the first team, a pick like Kurt is good. Um, you know, I'm for that in in some cases, not necessarily wholesale, but uh, it's it's a safe, cheap option, if, especially if you got to get rid of them. You know. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have uh, where he has his guys and he knows the players on the first team. 
mm-hmm. and he's uh, aware of who is gonna be able to stay or who he wants to stay and who who can uh, drop. Yeah, and he's he's more familiar with them instead of having a new guy come in and have to kind of evaluate everybody on the fly. Yeah, I mean, and you have a transfer window to fix that if that's what you want to do, but I don't know. It's underwhelming. I think that's the biggest word. You know, oh, for, for what is the, with, for yeah, what is the top a doubt. job? For what's the top job in the country? Like, it's an underwhelming pick. You know, you're, no one's going to fault you for being bored by this, or no one's going to fault you for going, oh, being disappointed by the person who, you know, takes over for Bruce. I still hope he does a great job. I think we all hope he does a great job. But it's, you know, it's meh. It's it's noteworthy. It's uh, It definitely says something about the direction of the club, right? Uh, oh, in a big bad way. I mean, we you, we've been talking for the past few weeks about you know as these assignments start getting filled, the general manager and the head coach, and then eventually the designated players or the people we're protecting in the upcoming expansion draft. It shows the direction. Uh, we now have a cheaper, more inexperienced general manager in Pete Viennes, and we potentially have a probably significantly cheaper head coach. Um, and experienced, but not necessarily experienced in that, well, he's won everywhere he's been kind of way. Um, just a, uh, an organizational guy, an organization guy, I mean, a club guy, mm-hmm. someone who's been around for a while, uh, who you're probably not going to have to pay big money to either buy him out of a contract or, uh, you know, convince a big name to come over and you're going to pay him significantly more than you, you would a regular MLS guy. He's the cheaper, safer, more cost effective option. Yeah, if you uh, bring someone from out of, uh, you know, out of the organization, you're gonna they're gonna know uh, what it's gonna be like financial wise, mm-hmm. rather than bringing someone who's already in the organization where you can kind of give them a pay raise but not have to give them, yeah, you know, a million dollar contract or whatever. Yeah, I mean he's already he's already working for you guys too. Yeah, uh, it's it's a lot easier to kind of get your negotiation. You have a lot more time to negotiate with him. You can you can probably call him in whenever you want. Um, while with these other guys, they probably get a window, uh, to speak to a certain coach and you have, you know, X amount of days to work something out. It's, it's just, it's safe, but it's, it's, it's boring. It's, it's so boring. It's such a boring pick, but yeah, I mean, lastly on Kurt, you know, I've, we all have some people who work for the club who can, you know, tell you this or that. Um, but one of the things I've certainly heard is that he's kind of walking around like you've got it. And, and that kind of confidence, I, I would imagine he doesn't seem like the type of person to be very boastful. Um, but it seems like he thinks he's got it, and Grant Wall seems to think he's got it. So we'll see. It, I mean, it's, it'll just, be soon. Just as a fan's perspective, it just seems so boring. Yeah, it's dull. It's really dull. But, it's you know, again, it's cheap and it's safe, and we seem to be going in a, in a cheaper direction, at least than we had been. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I guess I can't really judge it until – you know, we see what the product is on the field. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's what we call it. in the, when, in Lars. We call it Chalky's Razor. Chalky's Razor, yeah. Yeah. If it if if they score goals and if they if we win games, it's a great move. It's a great move, yeah. And if he fucks it all up and he sucks, then burn him. He never should have been there in the first place. Yeah, it's just, it's just so underwhelming. And but I, I mean, mention, I want to mention kind of, we kind sorry. of expected it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's from the outset. It's you had Kurt come from United, come from Kansas, and take a step, to, you know, join the the uh, assistant coach rank for the Galaxy and then took a step down into the USL, 
even from there, it seemed it seemed like someone preparing themselves to eventually make it back or become the heir apparent for the the head coaching job. And once it became clear Sarakin was going to leave, you know, he he's got to think, okay, it's mine, I got it. Yeah, I mean, it just, I mean, this is coming from uh, the article that uh, Grant Wall wrote about, right? Where uh, he's yeah. saying that multiple, Sports Illustrated. yeah, multiple sources are saying that it's going to be a awful, like he's going to be the guy. Or he's the favorite anyway. Yeah. But our, he says, uh, but one spokesman from the team says, uh, that's not true. Nothing's been finalized yet. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that was probably Serrano. But uh, <laughs> one one error that I wanted to correct from our last show, uh, Kurt, if Kurt Anolfo was uh, to become the head coach, much like Burhalter, he would be uh, ex-players straight down the line. We would have Klein... As the president, uh, former midfielder, Pete Baena's former midfielder, and uh, Kurt Anolfo did play 13 games with us in 1996. He was an original. Oh, original, yeah. Yeah, so he would, uh, if if it does end up being him, we'll have ex-players from the main three positions in the front office, which will be kind of interesting. I mean, that, that, that is for, that's, that's crazy to think, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and we well, still can't find a place for Kevin Hartman. <laughs> what was it like when Kobe was like the assistant coach? Like that was like the first time. Yeah, 2008. He was uh, Rude Hullet's assistant. I'm sure it wasn't the first time. I, I, of course, this podcast is always uh, riddled with uh, inaccuracies. inaccuracies. Yeah. Oh yeah. We we like to think of them as challenges. Yeah. <laughs> we we spout out bullshit that we're certain of, and then you go look it up and see if it's true. Look, you guys don't show up for this podcast for you know facts. Yeah. Or truths. There is a truth show, and that's saying it. <laughs> We're like the Ripley's Believe It or Not of uh, Galaxy Podcasts. There you go. It's it's all, yeah, it might be true. It may or may not be true. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I wanted to correct that thing on, on Kurt. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just it's just crazy to think that this the front office is being just filled with ex-Galaxy players and also, like, the academy coaches. I mean, you have... Cienfuegos, and you have Mike Munoz, or Munoz, whatever the fuck his last name is. I think you're supposed to pronounce it Munoz. Munoz. Laurentowitz? <laughs> oh, no, let's not go down this road again. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. But, I mean, you even have, you know, former players as the academy coaches, which is, I mean, from which top, is great. top to bottom, we're just getting a lot of uh, former players. It's, it's kind of cool. Well, it's also great for, you know, MLS 1.0 guys who weren't around when players were making, and, and even still in MLS, it's not huge money, but guys weren't making anywhere near this. Uh, so finding a way to get some of these earlier MLS guys who helped the league stay around long enough to get to where we're at now, um, with these teams finding a way to get them a paycheck, get them a running check, uh, you know, both for their experience, but also kind of rewarding them for what they've done. Yeah, you don't see them uh, having to go get, like, uh, real estate jobs or stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, cause you, you can look on eBay and there are, you can find MLS cup rings of former players who sold their championship rings. Like that's a thing. Oh, that's fucked up. It's fucked up, but it's like, you're a professional athlete. But if, you know, if they won the 97 championship, they probably run out of money by now, uh, especially if they were the, you know, the kind of lower run guys of the team. And, and let's not, let's not say that this is like, you know, unique to MLS. I mean, you see that all the time with, uh, you know, former athletes are kind of down on their luck. Oh, oh, definitely. But those former athletes, if you're thinking like NBA or, or NFL or what have you, they started in a healthier financial position than these MLS guys did. You know, I remember Andrew chanting, I make more than you do 
at some MLS players in like 2006, 2007, because the league minimum was seventeen thousand dollars. Oh yeah, you know. So if you won a cup in 2007, you could have you could be on that team with a championship ring, making seventeen grand a year. Uh, it's it's not surprising at all that they sold that ring and that they probably sold it relatively quickly. Oh yeah, I mean, especially if you know, like the Galaxy had Tiffany's, you know, customized their rings. Yeah, I'm sure that's made that's a uh, worth a pretty penny. Well, you got like what Tiffany's in 2011. So like, if we won it the year before, Paolo Cardozo would have had one. Like, you can't tell me that guy wouldn't have sold that damn ring. Yeah, that would have been that would have been his plane ticket back to Argentina, man. Yeah, you're telling me Dan Keat wasn't gonna sell that ring? I mean, come on. But I mean, come you know, on. And, how many how many Aussies can uh, can or not Aussies uh Kiwis can say that Kiwi. they have uh you know championship rings from David Beckham's team. Yeah. But while we're speaking about <laughs> David Beckham people, signed my championship ring. <laughs> while we're speaking about uh broke motherfuckers, uh the Galaxy apparently not doing too well financially. Uh, I mean, is it that There's the, a that seg- you like that segue? That was a I bomb segue. I mean, that's what smooth. we call a professional right there. You're a professional. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Smooth like butter. I mean, what I mean, it's not that they're financially bad. It's just that AEG's like, look, you guys are spending way too much money. And you're not profiting enough to, to offset that, so uh, relax. Yeah, I mean, there's a so we're we're talking about again the article that Grant Wall uh, released today um, was talking about Landon retiring and Kurt Anolfo, um probably having the head coaching job. And as a part of it, uh, they said that their AEG is ready to start moving the club in a direction of more profitability getting closer to kind of breaking even which points to a few different issues we've been talking about p finis is a cheaper general manager selection curtinofo is a cheaper general manager selection if the galaxy are doing cost cutting initiatives breaking bruce arena's gigantic contract into two cheap guys pretty good money move yeah uh, you know may, maybe not the best thing for our own field uh, talent and what ends up you know going forward in the next season but as far as saving some cash, that's a, a great way to make to save some money. So is that the the kind of uh, way that the club is heading? Do you think that's especially if uh, Kurt is hired as the coach? Well, looking at you know the Galaxy's admitted plan of we're trying to bring our our youth players through. Youth players, number one thing is they're cheap. They're nice and cheap. And if you can build a great youth player, it costs significantly less money to develop a great youth player than to go out and buy ready-made product well you're gonna but, kind of do like the the ix model where you build up these players and sell them for massive amounts of money yeah ix knew they had to develop two players for every position one player to play in the position one player that you're going to sell off to keep the team going yeah i don't think we're in that position just yet um i still think we're in a, a stranger you know hybrid real madrid ix kind of system where we want to develop but we also want to be the team that's going to buy the big players um but every, a lot, I shouldn't say everything. A lot of what we've been doing in the last couple months seems like we're cost cutting. Seems like we're trying to save some money, um, and and it would lean to it would lend to what Grant Wall was saying um, about that being a, a position the team needs to make. You know, Landon announced that he was retiring today. Landon made roughly one hundred and fifty three grand for nine games. Like, that's a bad... I, I love Landon. I'm glad Landon came back. That's a bad usage of money. That's a bad use of, of resources. Unless you're going to sell the... You know, did we sell that in tickets? 
did we sell that in jerseys? Uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't have the answer to that. It's MLS. We're probably not going to get the answer to that. No, never. But if it's, if we got 150 grand cleared, you know, I'd rather pay Mendiola. I'd rather pay, you know, Emma Boateng. And these are some of these guys that we're going to get for cheaper. It's interesting. One of the things that I found interesting is like the year coming into 2017, we're going to start cost cutting, right? We're going to start trying to save money. We just had a team that, I mean, at least it looked like cost more than we were announcing they cost. And we spent all this money getting these older European guys in. And within six, seven, eight months, like the whole model was busted. And we're all, and financially seems like we're all screwed up. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's 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 worisome. Well, it's, it's, it's kind of worrisome. You know, the team the team seems very ambitious with you know making uh, the girls' academy teams and branching out into developing more aspects of the club to grow it. Right. Um, but revenue wise, not bringing in more than they were. Yeah, because you're not making any money off those. Yeah, exactly. Not today, anyway. Yeah, not I mean these, the... these are these are well and and good for you know the PR side and, and relations with the community, which is good, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, AEG, at the end of the day, you know, they're a business and they're going to look at it as, a, as you know, dollar signs. So if you're costing me more than, you know, you're making, you then obviously something's going to change. Right. And we've probably been costing them more money than we've made maybe forever, maybe the entirety of our, of our existence. Yeah. Um, Certainly in the last few years, it's not a huge surprise that they're saying, hey, well, how much? I mean, we spent a whole bunch of money on Gerard and got nothing out of it. We spent uh, some money on Keane for the last year and didn't get a whole bunch out of it. Um, you know, we figured out a way to get De Jong and Van Damme and Ashley Cole and all these guys to fit in. We paid 200 grand or whatever it was for Dan Kennedy and nothing's happening. I mean, we could have got, and it's something you and I have been yelling about. Like you can get equal production for significantly greater value for, for, you know, less money. You play Jack McBean and I love Alan Gordon. Don't get me wrong, but you play Jack McBean instead of Alan Gordon, you're going to get probably about equal production. I, I don't think anyone's really bringing Gordo on and going, he's going to score work back in this game. It's perfectly fine. And if Jack McBean came in, I'd have the exact same feeling. That yeah, he might score. He's probably not going to score, but he might. That's fine. Um, with Landon Donovan, you pay one hundred and fifty-three grand. When you look at the academy and say, well, you could have played Villarreal and probably got similar production, or you could have played Mendiola and, and probably got similar production or better production than you ended up getting out of Landon. You know, we found ways to burn money for years, and and it seems like it's it might be coming back to to bite us in the ass. Yeah, because you had guys like uh, like Landon. I mean, you know, I love that he came back. Um, was it worth one hundred fifty three thousand for nine games? I mean, no. In hindsight, probably not. No. Uh, and if if he lights it up, then it's a great move. Yeah, but it's a, he made he had a goal and an assist. Yeah. In those in nine, nine games. games. I think he had six starts, something like that. But it's it's not worth one hundred fifty grand. No. For, I, I, and and I'm not blaming I'm not no way I'm blaming Landon for you know whatever troubles we had because that's not the no. case but there's just another step in a line of weird moves that the Galaxy have made the last two years. Yeah, and the Landon move as as still as great it is to have Landon back um, is Bruce being Bruce. Something's going wrong. 
let me turn to the same old guys I've always turned to. Yeah. You know, bringing some veterans that I can trust, not the young guys who may be more energetic and more spry and might get something out of them. But no, I won't trust them. I mean, you look at almost every game that he played, like Emma Boateng played a better game. But Bruce isn't going to, Bruce is, is in five years from now, Bruce will not trust Emma Boateng more than he trusts Lyndon Donovan. It's no. just not going to be the case. No, no, no. And, and for the, the 2016 season, Landon was the latest Tony Sane. He was the latest Eddie Lewis. You know, he was the latest Greg Berhalter in the line of Bruce saying, well, let me, you know, things aren't going right. Let me go bring in one of my older guys that I trust and I know he'll be able to lock shit down. Yeah, uh, and, and I guess that's, I guess that's a, a, a positive thing maybe that's going to come with Anolfo that with the change. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe he's not so much going to bring in those old guys. He's going to bring in the Academy guys that he's, he knows and he thinks that are ready to, to play. Oh yeah. I mean, having a, a, a fast, creative, wide, wide player is exactly what we needed late in the season and into the playoffs. And we had it and we had it in the Academy and Bruce went out and signed and had Landon come back. And it's, Again, love that landing came back, but what we needed tactically on the field, we had available to us, and we went to go pay someone to come out of retirement to fill that role. And you know, you can say you can argue whether he filled it, you know, properly or whether he did the job we needed him to, um, but ultimately, it didn't really work out. Now, you mentioned uh, a, a man named Jack McBean, also in that. Uh, God, we're just going to reference that. Uh, article all day from Grant Wall. Are we? This episode is called Grant Wall's episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, he says uh, Jack McBean is going to be back on loan. Mm-hmm. Um, Coming back from uh, was it Coventry? Coventry, yeah. It just, man, that just uh, kind of scares me for the, the the future of Gordon on the team. I mean, you should probably be pretty realistic about what's going to happen with Gordo in the next few weeks. I mean, just calling it what it is. I mean, you bring Jack back. Unless you you're not signing him to the first team, because no, he's got a first team contract. Is he? I thought he was he was technically signed to G two, like no, he wasn't he, on the first team contract. He signed a first team contract and then left for Coventry a couple weeks later. Like oh, he's oh he's yeah, on the first you know team. what? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and so it's it's he is your like for like replacement for Alan Gordon, and if you're getting younger, I mean, are you putting two target guys on your bench and starting Giassi and Gio? You know, what do you, why start, but why have both of them on the bench? Yeah, you know, that, you're going to get more out of Jack. That lends, that lends me to believe that Gordon uh, might actually retire at the end of this year. Yeah, he might be gone. And, and I, I hope he retires instead of trying to go through the entry draft or, you know, what have you. But wouldn't it be awesome if he, like, is like, nah, I want to still play for the Galaxy. I'll play for uh, G2. That would be incredible. He's like, I'm starting G3 in the NASL. <laughs> Like that, a, would be, that would be amazing. As long as he's your, like he's Jack's, Yeah. Well, Jack's your number three next year. He's your number three striker. Uh, hopefully, Lassiter's your number four. It, it might be McGee if, he's, if he sticks around. But you have McBean. You have a, a front-striking core of Gio, Giassi, McBean, and Lassiter. And, and those are four guys that you can give years to gel and to get to know each other and to get chemistry together and just wreck fucking house for significantly cheaper than you would do trying to go out and get Wayne Rooney or or Zlatan Ibrahimovic or any of these other guys. Yeah, and I guess that maybe I'm just trying to find positives in in the hiring of Kurt. 
You know, I mean, maybe we do go after guys who are, are less known but would tear up the league, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, find your Javier Moraleses and, you know. Fuck that guy. I know. Yeah, but. Sorry, I mean, the, it's a know, reaction. Those are the guys that, you know, tear up the league, you know? Mm-hmm. Well, you know. I think we can find them in Southern California. I think we can produce and find them in Los Angeles in the area. I, it's a scary season to start going cheap, knowing that this is our last year before LAFC comes in, and LAFC will not be going away in ten years like Chivas. No. So this is a this is a strange, uh, ter- worrying year uh, to start going cost effective for the Galaxy, but. You got to I guess you got to trust the the outlook and you got to trust the plan. At the end of the day, you got to trust Chris Klein. That's I what mean, it all comes down to. I mean, it's kind of yeah, you kind of got to be on board or or just be ready to suffer, you know. Well, if it doesn't work, it's it's his it's his neck out there. Yeah. He has he has his general manager. He has his head coach who and presumably he'll get his designated players. So if it doesn't work, you know exactly where to go. Because this isn't a matter of, you know, someone else hired Bruce or AEG kind of stepped in to say we want Bruce. Chris is the president and he has been to the president for a coaching cycle, like a long coaching cycle now. So it's on you and I hope it all works. Yeah, I'm just I'm just trying to stay. I, I don't want to be too negative because it's, you know, like I said, we don't necessarily know what the product's going to be like. Right. So, I wouldn't even call it negative. I would say I'm being uh, a, a realist. Yeah, I guess. I, I'm being optimistic yet pessimistic at the same time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I hope it all works. Cautiously optimistic. Cautiously. That's what I was trying to find. Cautiously optimistic. I guess I'm not because I'm not really that optimistic. <laughs> I don't think I don't think Kurt's really going to work out. But I mean, he has a track record of failing at two yeah. MLS clubs. Yeah. And being fired for them both. Yeah. And I don't think we can have those kind of seasons. I don't think the Galaxy can have those kind of seasons, certainly with one year to go before LAFC gets in. Yeah, like that's another thing. That we're not in that position. Anytime, you, anytime you've spoken or we've spoken with uh, the front office and said, you know, oh, what are you guys you know, doing to, to battle LAFC and offset their, you know, advertisements or their, uh, you know, mm-hmm. they're building that community within LA. And all their thoughts is like, we're not worried about them. Not worried. We're yeah. not worried about them. We're just worried about ourselves. Like, that's true, but you should probably keep us an eye on what they're doing as well. I mean, that seems to be a smart move, no? Yeah, but, you know, look. <laughs> some people, you can't tell anything. Every Some people, they know more than you, regardless, <laughs> and there's no convincing them. And so all you can do is sit back and keep at being asked, like, hey, why aren't Galaxy fans buying season tickets? And it's like, well, here's five reasons. Oh, no, no, no. These four? These four are ridiculous. Okay, what about that one? Well, don't worry about that one. All right. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> what the fuck you want me to do? <laughs> You're asking me, and I'm telling you. It's like, no, that's not that's not it. But so, there's, you know, there's certainly a, a contingent in the club where there are no... They're doing everything right. They're doing everything right. And we, we loud, vocal minority, uh, we're just troublemakers. But they're doing, you know, they're the best. They, they are the best. And we, you know, and we've won it five times, and we're racing for Saison. That's what you should call it, racing for Saison. Racing for Saison. <laughs> we're racing for Saison, and uh, that's all that matters. You know, the belief 
And and there is a strong belief in inside the organization that they know what they're doing and they got everything under control. I you hope they're. You know, what I realize is we're right back to the negative podcast again. <laughs> you know, uh, we need they need we need a, a Christmas miracle. We need a a DP announcement right by right before Christmas that would fucking wreck house like something crazy and big young experienced top top of the level top flight one of the big clubs getting one of their guys that's what we need i don't think it's coming yeah so when you wake up when you wake up from your dream uh what's the reality when i when i wake up from my ether haze yeah uh, what's the reality yeah Uh, aging old european who will sell jerseys and tickets and you know the third dp slots what i'm what i'm interested in seeing you know, maybe we do something impressive with it. There does seem to be a lot of rumors that we want to go younger. Maybe we go, you really want to go younger? You really want to show that this is your interest? Go get a young designated player that can teach some of these other kids. Get, go get your Giovinco. You want to show me you're the, you're the biggest fucking club in the league. TFC's got nothing on you. They're playing an MLS Cup. They got nothing on us. Okay, but they're about to win a championship right now. They got nothing on us. You want, to sh- you want to show that you're bigger than those teams? Because you no longer have the biggest designated player in MLS. Period. You don't. You haven't for a while. You haven't had the best one for a couple years now. You have you have retreaded tires. You've retreaded tires. And so now is your opportunity to show we're still we're still a fucking cock of the walk. Can't nobody touch us. If we go cheap, then maybe that mystique and that aura that the galaxy has had around itself for quite some time now then maybe that goes away but if it means if it means we do that and as an organization we still stay alive we're not like some some other quote unquote biggest teams in the country who are getting ready to go bust if we got to go cheap and we stay around then I'm okay with it just stop telling me stop telling me you're the biggest organization in the country stop telling me no one outspends us no one pr- puts better talent on the field stop telling me that shit and then we're fine then we're good uh, I wanna, I wanna go cry in a corner now. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I didn't even mean to. Go. I just, I hate hearing it. I hate hearing, hey, oh, we're gonna, we're about to blow you guys' fucking dicks off with the greatest signing in the world, and you're like, really? They're like, we're gonna get Brazilian talent. It's crazy, really. Alex Kazumba, like, stop telling me that shit. We're <laughs> gonna, we're gonna get Hulk. Like Hulk? No, 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 Hulk. H A L K. He he plays in the Lafayette Premier League. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it, just stop, stop with the bullshit. If we're going cheap and we're going young, we are from Southern California. We are from Los Angeles. Any person that's ever played pickup at a at a at a at a park on Saturday or on Sunday afternoon, you know that there is fucking talent in this city. And if what we're pulling from is the the base of of Los Angeles and getting getting people from Los Angeles invested in the team and trying to get people from Los Angeles playing in the team. We can destroy this league. We can walk it. But stop telling me, stop telling me that we signed the best designated players because we don't. We don't. Arguably, we never have, well, but we don't. Well, we'll see, you know, if uh, we'll see when the new coach is uh, going to be assigned, which Coordinator Klein is going to be, you know, before the new year. I'm mad, Ed. You're Who's on saying? race. Wu-Tang, son. All right, man. Well, on that note, I think we can wrap it up. 
Well, really quick, I got some uh, miscellaneous topics that I've, I've been reading through. I, I thought I would do this in exchange of the birthday thing. It's just real quick topics that if, if it's something you want to look into, uh, you're more than welcome to. But we're just going to give you some headlines because I read soccer Twitter all day. Um, it turns out Kenny Arena, Bruce's uh, boy, is still at the StubHub Center. Uh, I follow one Galaxy executive on Snapchat, and he posted a video today with Kenny Arena still at the stadium. Uh, even though Bruce has not just left the galaxy, but has even traveled outside of America to go over to Germany to take a look. Isn't but uh, isn't Bruce's uh, office like a it's like, like right next door, right? Yeah, it, it's uh, like uh, literally like a couple doors down from his old office. Well, maybe Kenny was just visiting and doing some bong rips since they're back in the country. Yeah. Uh, Sean, Sean Franklin, per his Snapchat, is back in Los Angeles today. Um, uh, we had a Twitter question about whether Sebastian Legette, uh is a legit option. They tried to screw me up there. For the national team, I said yes, absolutely. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think if you're telling me Legit over maybe like a Benny Failhaber, like because they kind of play similar styles, right. I'd probably take Benny over Legit. Sure. But I would take Legit over, I mean... Yeah, probably not. <laughs> so, I mean, look, do I think he's a good player? Obviously. Yeah. Do I think, I think he would add something. Do I think he can add something domestically if we're playing, like, CONCACAF teams? Yeah, probably. But you're not playing. You're telling me you're, you you probably don't play him against Brazil. Mm, probably not. Okay, that's fair. That's all right. Uh, next one. Oh, this will – I'm going to wrap up on this one. Screw that. I'm going to pass it. Uh, uh, Lars Christmas Party. Something you want to bring up? Oh, Yeah. December 30th, that is a Friday. Yes, it's a Friday, so you can have plenty of time to uh, take a half day or get out early. Uh, Alpine Village, we're going to be having our, like, what is this year? This is probably like our third year, fourth year at Alpine? It's got more now. Oh, at Alpine? Yeah, yeah. probably third or fourth year. Uh, seven to midnight, uh, we're going to have uh, food and drink specials, but we'll have more information on that uh, just Keep an eye out on our Twitters and our Facebooks and our different social medias. But it's going to be fun, man. You can see me in a Santa costume, which... Yeah, I got pictures of that. Yeah, that's always awesome. Um, and yes, it's it is. It's a oh. sexy Santa costume. <coughs> All of your Santa costumes are sexy Santa costumes, sir. Yeah. Uh, someone asked if we will ever be doing call-in, like a, a call-in radio show, which seems strange to me. Um, maybe we'll do like pre-recorded, where you can... Call you can call a number and leave a twenty second message. We can play that and answer it, but uh, probably not live, or at least not anytime soon. Yeah, um, I don't know how to do that. So, yeah. you, yo, that's what, if you want to call in live, you should explain to Ed how, how to, to do, do that. that. Yeah, and that then would... we can decide because right now we don't know, and we're not going to figure that out on our own because <laughs> yeah, we, we don't have care. Jobs and stuff. <laughs> yeah, I got kids, man. Yeah. Um, second to lastly. Uh, Robbie Keane has said he had multiple offers from both inside of the league and outside of the country pouring in uh, after he announced he was uh, not returning to the Galaxy. So good for him. Glad if Keane wants to keep playing, he'll get a chance. And now that we know he has offers from outside the league as well, if he comes back to an MLS team, uh, fuck him. But good on him. Hopefully he keeps playing. Uh, Lastly, and this one, I think you're really going to like it. Lineart from San Jose retired today. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise uh, Allah. Praise Vishnu, Buddha. Allah, Allah, 
All of uh, them. All of them. For the piece of shit Linehart retiring early. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that dude. I hate that dude with a passion. Yeah. Not not gonna pretend I'm sad. Not gonna pretend not uh, I wish him the best. I fucking despise that guy. He was the worst. Uh, wasn't a very good soccer player, but somehow like would just find himself in a position to fuck us. Uh, my favorite memory of his, because <clears throat> I thought I'd, I'd toss one of these in real quick. Uh, when Donovan Ricketts, and it sucked, but when Donovan Ricketts got hurt playing in San Jose, so Josh Saunders came in in relief, and then uh, Leonard dove to get or embellished to get uh, Saunders a red card. And that was the game McGee came in to shut him out. And the whole reason that legacy of, of Mike McGee uh, keeping clean sheets is because of bitch-ass line hurts uh, uh, embellishment. So happy to see the back of you. Hope you never play soccer again. I wish nothing but terrible things on you. To add a little to that uh, Linehart story uh, mm-hmm. where uh, McGee came in and stuffed him. Yeah. Uh, they did the post-game interview in the locker room, and the dude was, I mean, maybe two seconds away from just opening up the floodgates and just crying all over that microphone. Uh, what I, I what, loved every second of that interview. What I wouldn't give for bottled tears. Oh, yeah. Fuck that guy. In the biggest, baddest, and worst way. <laughs> oh, I hate that guy. Yeah. All right. See, a cheery, a cheery note. Yeah. I, ended on a nice I mean, cheery. that's happy on the end of the video, right? Yeah, Liner will never play soccer again, so awesome. the world rejoices. And I'm sure some some dumpy, chinless girl in San Jose is sad about it, so there you go. Yeah, whatever. So they can all fuck themselves. Who cares? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, stop. Don't say anything that we would get in trouble. <laughs> I don't want to cyber bully anyone. No, no shame, bro. Yeah, don't. <laughs> I got to stop because I keep getting real close to say <laughs> <laughs> All right, on that note... um, you can always find us on the various social medias, uh, Facebook, Twitter, at Riot Squadcast. Please go like and share the Facebook page. Um, you can always send us an email at riotsquadcast at gmail.com. Also, you can find me at my personal Twitter at EdTheZombie. You can find me on my personal Twitter at ZeroCool138. And it would be cool if you guys went on iTunes, gave us a rate and review. Even if you hate us, hate the show. Five stars, because that'd be pretty cool of you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The reviews have been good. I like them. Yeah, man. I, you know, and thank you for the people who have left reviews. I mean, it's pretty awesome yeah. for a thing that me and Chris have been trying to get together for the last better part of three years. Oh, I mean, a healthy portion of our friendship, Yeah, <laughs> at least. Uh, it's just we're lazy and finally got our asses in the gear. And, but seeing know, the reviews, it. seeing the reviews and seeing the tweets is uh, for people who are just genuinely enjoying it. Uh, makes it all worthwhile so it's been a lot of fun yeah seriously i mean i think the best part is uh you know because in my twitter profile i mentioned that uh willow is the greatest movie ever made right and i've actually gotten uh, comments from people who i don't know like oh that's fucking awesome you added that i'm like yeah because willow is the best movie because because willow is the bomb solid val kilmer solid solid val kilmer movie not not a but a solid val kilmer movie yeah all right man well on that note uh talk to you next week man Yeah, most definitely. Be well, buddy. Bye, buddy.